Hello and welcome back to the Premier League Project. So in this episode, we're reviewing Leeds United's loss away at West Ham 2-0. Now that is the 16th failure to win for Leeds in London. And that streaks all the way back to 2017. So yeah, we haven't won since 2017 in London. Bielsa's never won in London. So it's not... That geographical location is not sort of a, um, a kind one for Leeds. And I've worked out we can't defend, we can't score... And we can't win. So that's not good. Anyway, we're going to find out why that is. So we've got Brent on. How are you, Brent? Yeah, good. Just try to well, get off that. As that good thing. as you can be anyway, yeah. That's right. And we've got Ollie on as well. Good evening. Somehow I'm not as gutted today. I don't know why. I really don't know why. I'm, I was really down off that Villa game. But today I'm not as gutted. Are you as gutted as you were, Brent? No, I feel like the Villa game took a lot out of us. Like, we should have got something from that. Should we have got something from today? Don't really yeah. know. I reckon we should, you know. I think we had loads of chances. We had loads of chances. We didn't have shooting boots on today, I don't think. But that's, that is becoming, true. that's becoming a common factor for Leeds at the moment. Because I remember saying that last time. I don't really know. Yeah, I reckon a change of boots, maybe then. How about you, Davis? What do you think then? Are we just should we go out of today? Uh, yeah, and no, uh, I think I think we did have some good chances, but they were over us in the midfield. I think they yeah, they were pressing quite high. I think they took Kalich out of the game, and he was the link. He's a link with Phillips in the midfield, so I just thought we couldn't really press that much. Yeah, right. They've got quite a strong midfield. By strong in that he's good and strong in they're actually quite strong as well. They've got Suchek, yeah. who's a bit of a monster, about six foot six or something. And they've got Rice, who's one of the best probably all the midfielders in the world at the moment. So yeah, and, and they I thought they're class class did show to be fair. Anyway, going on to the the start then. I for the first ten minutes I thought we played quite well. And we had that um offside that was that um didn't result in a goal. What what's your thoughts about that one, Brent? I think, obviously, looking at the photo now, obviously the photo's taken at a different angle to what the lines are, but the line going to his knee, it's not straight. I'm not having it. it VAR's <laughs> scandalous. Get rid of VAR for next season. Yeah, but to be fair, and I've said this to a lot of people, they'd already flagged offside anyway, so even without VAR, it would have still been offside. So the VAR was only trying to be our friend there. Not there was nothing that he could do to sort of hinder us because we'd already not given the goal. Do you know well, what I mean? Get rid of VAR. Yeah, but with that one, with that about ten minutes that he's wasted looking at the VAR, we could have scored another. Well, we nearly did as well when Bamford put it in the net, but the ball were out of play by about an inch as well from Rafinha, wasn't it? What a surprise! Another ten minutes wasted VAR <laughs> looking at that as well. Scandalous. How about you, Davis? Where do you stand on all these VARs and all this nonsense? Yeah. Scandalous, mate. Agree with so you, 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 you say he's onside then, Costa? Yeah, I am, actually. <laughs> Bloody VAR oh, with a hey, stupid diagonal line. I can tell Bamford's been taking his ballet classes. How high was that leg that he got his magic toe on? Beautiful. I know. The thing, he hadn't touched it, it would have bloody stilled. Beautiful, beautiful. Did he need to touch it there? Yeah, he did move the ball towards Costa, to be fair. So, he actually played well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was quite unfortunate. But, yeah, as I said, I don't think VAR's the issue there because he'd already given it offside anyway. So, 
without VAR, it's still, admittedly, it took more time to come to the decision. But are you a fan of VAR, Scott? I am pro VAR. Yeah, I very very controversially. Too far, I, I am pro VAR. No, 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 no. I think ruining, it, it, ruining modern day football. Ruining modern day. Football. It doesn't ruin modern day football. It does. No, it's as a it as doesn't. a as a couch fan, <laughs> as a couch fan, as a couch fan, I can see how it's good. But fans that go to stadiums, it's just you celebrate, you go full out when the team scores, but then a minute later for it to be disallowed, and it's you've just wasted your full. Yeah, well, yeah, no, but it, yeah, but it's the same. Yeah, but it's the other way around then. So if you're in the way end and they've scored at home, then you can give it back to them because they've, they've, it's the, you've got a celebration then that it creates. And then if the, the goal counts, when it, then you've got a celebration there. So I just think you're celebrating at different times, not the fact that you've, you've ruined the And sport. it's worked in rugby for a number of years. So and in every other place in football. Yeah, but it's not that. It's I feel like the gaps in the play, that's ruining it. Like Obviously, when you're watching it on TV, you can have the replays and everything. But in... in like real life, you don't get replays, so you just sat there. Well, in family stand, you sat there like Ollie Davis, but in <laughs> South Stand, big up the can. family stand. Brent, you muted yourself, like. Oh, silent. <laughs> yeah, you just, it, it, uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of people on my side. No, there. Are, I think I actually do think there's more people hunted than than a, than a for it. To be honest, you can you can see yeah. all the pundits on Twitter going towards against VAR as well. Like yeah, Gary, everyone likes to stir up a bit of controversy. Don't well, there's the other thing that they're just trying to create a headline, really. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people against. Right. Can anyways, you imagine if VAR was about yeah, anyway, Lampard's goal? Yeah, that that's exactly. We would have had it. But that all that needed were goal line technology. I don't think anyone moans about that anyway, Davis, to be honest. But yeah, true, true, true. Anyway, moving on. So after the first 10 minutes, it, it did get a bit worse because then obviously they scored, which is couldn't have gone much worse, really, besides maybe a red card. But Ailing pulls him down. It's definite penalty, Brent? Yeah, definite penalty. Yeah. Davis, definite penalty then? Yeah, contact with the foot. Yeah. Place his uh, feet so annoying that. Penalty. <laughs> I, I would I would back that. I think it would definitely a penalty. But the the way the penalty went in, he's just so frustrating. Cause yeah, he saved it as well. Oh, God. They know what he could do. Really? Because they said, didn't he, Rob Green, at half-time, that the penalty was so bad that it, it wasn't yeah. like in the corner, so he couldn't push it away. It just hit his like, chest. Yeah. So do, do, we re- do we relate this game to the Tottenham game where we started off well and then it just went downhill? You know, that's quite a good comparison, actually. I didn't, I didn't think of that one. But, um... Yeah. I did think we created more chances today than we did against Spurs, to be fair. Yeah. Well, do you think we should have got out, all out of today? Yeah, I, I think we could have won the game, if I'm being honest. I, 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 if you look at XG and all that, there's no way we're not we're not uh, way above them. Because they had five shots in the whole game. One of them was that uh, Fornell shot that hit the bar from about 50 yards out. The other one with a yeah. um, penalty where he saved it and then put it in. That's two. That's three already. Then the other one was when he hit the post from the corner. And the other one was the corner goal. That was the only five shots they had the whole game. Yes. Whereas we had... Bamford could have had easily two. Rafinha had a good chance that got saved well. We had loads of chances, I thought. And the Rodrigo one right at the end, even. He should have probably got on the end of that. Stuart Dallas had a go. Stuart Dallas had a shot. Um, the goal that wasn't allowed. Like, there were... Well, I thought they were quite, they were quite a few, we had quite a number of chances, to be honest. But um, 
I'd, 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 I'd say the draw's probably fair, though, I haven't said that. Yeah. They all went in, we would have won in London. I loved it. We would. How about then the second goal? Because the second goal, the first goal was stupid defending in a different way to the second goal. The second goal was also sort of poor defending. What? Yeah, Analyse that for them, Brent. What? Is it just poor set piecing? What? I think that's gone back to start of the season. Do you remember at the start of the season where we just couldn't defend anything? But we're like West Ham, we, we conceded two against yeah, them. Exactly, and I was watching at half-time, the analyst on Sky, and it's pretty much the exact same thing. It's yeah, Jimmy Carragher was saying it, wasn't it? Yeah. But, it, like, the signings we've had this season have been class for set-pieces. Our team has got so much taller on average. But I think they've been they've been good lately. I think yeah, no. had an off game. I, I don't think it'll affect us again, but... Obviously, we just can't have the off games. Well, the thing is, as well, West Ham are the... I think they've scored the most goals from set-pieces out of anyone. So, they are sort of the most prolific team from um, set-piece situations. How about you, then, Davis? Where do you stand on the whole sort of corner situation? Sorry, you're going to have to come back. No, um, anyway, we'll move on from that. We'll come back to Davis in a minute. Um how about then going into the second half then, Brent? We start. We made two subs at half-time. We brought on um, Alioski and Harrison. Was that, that the right move? Yeah. I'm very big fan of Harrison, especially against Costa, as we spoke about last time. <laughs> yeah. But, he he yeah. seems to work hard, doesn't he, uh, Harrison? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Obviously, Costa is class, and he showed his class today in the first half. But I just felt... I just felt like Harrison had the bigger, although he was he, he was struggling on his own down that aisle until Alioski started helping him further in half. No, exactly, exactly. Um, I do, I do think with the Harrison sort of Costa bit, and I said this to my brother at half time. I think we're better doing it the other way around. I think Costa's sort of a better impact sub, and Harrison's better start in the game. That's the way I, I, I would look at it. Where would you stand on that? Yeah, because I think. I think Harrison will tire him out as well more than Costa would. That, that's what I mean, yeah. Work harder. What do you think of Tyler Roberts then with the Rodrigo situation? I think I think I don't think Rodrigo could have played the whole game. That hence why he was on the bench. But I do think he should have come on at half time. I would that's the I tweeted out actually saying that I, I would have sort of subbed him on. Follow me on Twitter by the way. My at is um Scott O'Worrell. So if you're listening, go follow me there, you'll see some mid game sort of feedback, I guess. Well, he's anyway. just come back injury, hasn't he? Is that, is that why, or do you think he's getting old now that he can't do it? No, I, I just think he's come back from injury. He's only 30, so... Well, yeah. he, he scored two in under-23s earlier on in the week, so... He did, he did. But I think he pulled, he pulled him at half-time, I think. Yeah. But, um, no, it was nice to see them two back, because I did think we missed Phillips. And... Oh, a big impact today having Phillips back. Yeah. How about you, Davis? Where do you, you could tell in them first 10 minutes, oh... Sorry, sorry, go on. Go on, on, lad. I was just going to say, yeah, definitely you could tell within those first 10 minutes how much of an impact Phillips made. Yeah, exactly. No, I would would tend to agree. How about Rodrigo? Are you, would you think you should have pulled him earlier, Roberts, for Rodrigo, Davis? Yeah, I, I, I prefer Rodrigo over Roberts any day. Yeah, no, I'm I, not a massive fan of Roberts. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he's so frustrating because he gives the ball away and he's not got as good touches as Rodrigo, and he 
Yeah, he's nowhere near like as silky, I guess. Speaking oh, of touches, some of our first touches weren't there today. Oh, I know. Before he got subbed off, the ball he did to Bamford over at top, where Bamford most likely should have scored, was class. It's just the consistency throughout the whole game. He just doesn't have it. But it, we've still got to remember he's still quite young. Like, he has still got time. So. Is, that, is, he, is he 20? 22 or something? 22? Yeah. Anyway, it's, he's still yeah. quite young. But have, have Leeds got the patience for him or should he go to another team where he might get more? We might. Well, if we bring in Rodrigo de Paul like we've, we've sort of been heavily rumoured with, then I would expect him to either be sold in the summer or, or go out on loan. I think. I think he's got to go to another another couple of seasons in Championship. Either on loan or... I'd that. Honestly, we might just be better cashing in for about, what, seven, eight million or something for him. About three. <laughs> No, because I think Derby wanted him for about seven million in in the summer. No, I... we need not... numbers at the moment, really, with injuries. So yeah, no, no, we definitely, definitely need him this season. I don't think we could have sold him. How about Bamford then? Because he's he's an interesting one because he's sort of been quite clinical this year, but today he wasn't that at all. And I don't think even his all round game, his hold up play, were even that cracky either. How do you think he performed today, Brent? I'm a proper big fan of Bamford. Yeah, the the work rate he does around is better than most strike. Well, better than all strikers in the league. Like you see, you see him playing centre back sometimes, and then put putting his head down and getting up front for counter. It's, it's unbelievable. Should he have scored a few today? Yeah, is that gonna like put him down in rating? Definitely, he is. We've got to remember he's a striker. But all all the work he's done, it's got a. It's, it's got to come down. He is a striker, even though he does work really hard. When do we He's get a the, smart the, player. He, he is, he is. But when we get to the point where, because like, if you if you go in, if you become a good side, it's almost gets to the point where just putting in a good shift, you expect that. And it's more the fact that we need to see performances rather than just running around loads. Do you know what I mean, Davis? Well, yeah, I I get that. Sometimes you do need that switch up, but that's not Bielsa's style, is it? So... No, what I mean is, what I mean is, it's all right of saying he's run around a lot and he's done that, but what is it get to a point where we just expect that, that to occur because we're at a level now where just running around isn't good enough anymore. It's running around and actually performing and scoring your chances and the rest of the other game, not just being just ah oh, just run around loads. Oh yeah, see, I'm gonna especially in the Premier League, you have to be at that level. So like in the Championship, we expected them to be able to put in a work rate. And in the Premier League, you expect them to take the chances because you know might not get that money with us with it it's being our second, first season in the Premier League. I'm I'm going to disagree with you there, lads, uh, because obviously look at other strikers in the league. That the obviously they've got a better team around them, so they don't have to put an, as much effort in. But you see them walking back, and every time you see Bamford putting his head down, obviously Bamford ain't got the same team around him, so he's having to put more work in. I think he's so much better. And I, I don't think I don't think the putting the effort in is guaranteed every game. I think that's him just working hard every time, and most of the time it pays off, and you see him getting the ball back and winning it. Yeah, no, I get I get that, but what my point is, is say like Bernardo Silva, if he works really hard for Man City, the Man City fans won't go, "Well done, you worked hard." They go, "Well, you worked hard, but we expect you to do that because that's what people at Man City do." We don't just expect you to work yeah, out. We also expect you to perform and produce moments of quality. Yeah, but they'd notice it because obviously he doesn't do it every game. 
And as Bamford does it every game, you're uh, stating that we're going to stop noticing it, but we actually do notice it because he puts it in every game. Like, Bamford plays lazy next game. We notice that now, don't we? No, I, I, get, I get the point that the Bamford work rate is brilliant because I do agree it's brilliant. But I, what, what I'm saying is when does it get to a point when it's all right, yeah, you've worked hard, but realistically a lot of strikers can work hard. Yeah, if, if they can be bothered, admittedly, they still can be bothered. scored thirteen goals this season, as well. He should he should have a lot more. He should have had a few today. It should be, but he's still exactly. scored. But, yeah, I'm goals. not criticising Bamford on the rest of the year because I think he's actually been. Oh yeah. Quite clinical. Just on this on game the, alone. Yeah. I think on the Bamford, on, on the Bamford state, do you think uh, he's getting too comfortable in the position because he's got no one competing for his position? Obviously, Tyler Roberts starting as well. Well, there is that, and that's why I think someone like Rodrigo de Paul coming in the summer, although he doesn't play that position, you then knock Rodrigo up front, and then he's sort of in direct competition with Rodrigo. For uh, I think he needs some competition to keep it keep him working hard. Well, it's like, a bit of on. competition, he finishes that, finishes them, and that puts him in the book seat to start the next game as well. I think he's got to have a bit of competition just to keep him cracking on. Even though well, it's, like, it's like the uh, old Luke Shaw, Alex Tellers. Luke Shaw's been garbage for years, and then Alex Tellers comes in and it pushes Luke Shaw's game to the next level, and he's been obviously one of the best fullbacks in the league this year. So exactly, exactly. That, that's sort of the blueprint, I guess. I guess we're looking at. How about you, Davis? Do you, are you sort of we need a striker in the summer? Then we're moving on to this Saturday bit. Oh, you see, I'm 50-50 about it because I do like Bamford, but then there's the competition side, like you mentioned, but Bamford is performing at the moment, so I yeah, don't actually know if we need a striker. Well, it's not just that as well. It's the fact that we actually need a load of other positions. Like we need a left-back, we need an attacking midfielder, we arguably need a goalkeeper. Someone to replace him. Phillips or someone yeah, we need a holding midfield as well. For Phillips. And you can't really buy a whole new squad. So you you, no. you are. Do you think Cooper's good? I, I'm not sure Cooper's about Cooper. Good? I'm not sure about Cooper, but um, he, I think we've got enough anyway though in Stuick, um, Lorente yeah. and Cock. I think them three are good enough. I know Stuick's only come in for this season, but I do think he will be yeah. better half than than Cooper. To be honest, I I think we got enough. Like, I think Cooper's still there to improve as well. I think he's still got more with game time. He'll improve. Yeah, to be honest, he's been a lot better this season than I thought because I thought he might sort of get exposed with this year, but he hasn't yeah. quickly, to be honest. You and see it, the championship tackles and stuff, though, still, don't you, really? Yeah. But it, it wasn't his fault we lost today. Definitely not. Well, else Do do you think it, do you think the London curse is playing players' mind? It's funny you say that because it is a sort of debate that that I think needs to be had. I don't know. I honestly don't know. As a gamble, I'd say no. But I, I think, I think there's some players it affects more than others. There's players that are psych, um, psychology not as strong, whereas there's the players obviously that are more strong mentally. And I think the players that are more strong mentally won't affect anywhere near as much as the other players. Obviously, they're all professionals, so they should be able to work through it. But I'm just thinking, like, the Leeds fans in the team, like, obviously, Cooper and that, it's got to definitely play on his mind, on it, really. Yeah, especially the ones that... Because people like Rafinha and Rodrigo and Lorente, I don't think... I can't see how it affects them because they haven't been there for the majority of it. Whereas the people yeah. like Cooper's and your Phillips's yeah. and your Dallas's, for example... 
they've all been there for so long now that they've sort of been a part of this team that hasn't won there for four years. Definitely. So I think them sort of players, then, yeah, definitely, maybe. But we have, the thing is, what do you look at? Is it like, why is it London? Like, is it just a coincidence? Because is it like they've far travelled? But we've won places that are further away than that. Like, we won at Swansea away a few years ago. Well, I was doing a bit of research on this earlier this week, and it's the same for wherever we go. Like, Bielsa still takes them on the uh, train if it's really far, and then they stay in a hotel the night before. It's the exact same in every location, but I just don't know. Must have some I mean, is it just like, is it almost just coincidence that it just yeah. happens to be in London? Rather than actually sort of making, there's something to do with the travel or... For four years, though, it's getting a bit ridiculous. I know, it is a joke. It actually is, like, generally is a joke. We've got there's Fulham, though. air down there, that's it. We've got Fulham um, next, not next game, because we've got Chelsea next game, and then we've got Fulham after that. We could beat Fulham. Yeah, they just need, just need, relax, have a few beers before game, and we'll have it. Can I just say, I don't condone doing that. If any, if any of the leaks <laughs> are I'm not a part of that one. That's Brendan Ollie's little thing. <laughs> I'm I'm quite happy for you to have your protein shakes and whatever else you have before the game. <laughs> Glucose shots or whatever you have. No 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 beer for me. You can you can have that. No no oh. actually no not after the game either. No beer no beer at all. We love the Amstel from Ellender Road. Is right. that, that right. equal to? Right, looking on to next game now. What Chelsea what are for? Chelsea at home. I think Obviously, we're going to get some. Defending I team. I watched the Chelsea game before against Everton and Pickford kept Everton. It could have been a ridiculous score. He also threw away a penalty though, didn't he? Yeah, but did you see Restick game? It was saving everything. Like It could have been 4-5-0. Is, is Meslier going to be strong enough to stand up? Well, well the thing is, we, we are a team that will... When I've watched Chelsea, they struggle against teams who actually come at them and give them sort of go blow for blow with them. Like we saw with Southampton, because the Jew won always Southampton, and they actually didn't really deserve out. And I'd actually argue we're quite a similar team to Southampton. Sort of same level of players and same sort of um, strategy. So I I would, I would generally think we're going to get some. I think we might win the game. I, I generally think it'd be one all or like 2 nil leads or one nil leads. That's what I'd go for. I like your optimism, Warren. <laughs> Let's hope we're, we're on this podcast just chatting about elite absolutely battering Chelsea, getting our father's gun and shooting the Chelsea scum. The, th- the thing is, though, they're doing well at the moment. They haven't they lost, in, they lost since he's come in, Tuchel, and I think they've got the second most points in the league behind um, Guardiola's Man City since, since he came in. So it's, it's definitely not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. Anyway, the, the boys can do it. Anyway, should we wrap it up there? Yeah, it's a good way to end. That's a good place. Thanks for coming on, you two, as usual. Love it, love it. See you next Pleasure week. to be here. And, and thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. All the best. Bye for good. Now.